Well, Kevin, I think it was Dan Shulman who probably said it best in the telecast tonight about Teoscar Hernandez. A guy who needed a moment. Buck Martinez reiterating that as well. Teoscar Hernandez certainly getting his moment. A sliding catch in the outfield for a guy whose hustle and focus has been much criticized lately. And then a three-run home run as the Jays go on to beat the Chicago Cubs 5-3 in the second of two games. The series wraps up tomorrow with Mitch White on the mound for the Blue Jays. 416-870-0590, star 591, triple A, triple six, zero five ninety. 595.90 is the text line. So Kevin Barker, Teoscar Hernandez, hits his home run, first pitch after a meeting on the mound, pitching coach comes out, catcher comes out. As a hitter, when you see a guy in his major league debut meeting with his pitching coach on the mound, what are you thinking if you're Teoscar standing at the plate? You're just you're going to swing at the next pitch. Well, you're swinging at a strike. You want to get your pitch, and, and it was interesting to listen to him talk to Hazel after the game there whenever he said, I'm just trying to put it in play. You try and simplify it as much as possible. You don't overthink it. You know, you mentioned it that the pitching coach just left the mound. You, you got a young kid who I'm sure that pitching coach said to him, get ahead. Get ahead with strike mm-hmm. one and then start expanding with something away to a hitter who wants to be aggressive and do something special. Other teams know what Teoscar's been going through. They, they watch TV. They watch TV just like everybody else watches TV. And Teoscar, you know, give him credit. It's This is why Teoscar's hard to give up on. Like, you, you see the two sides of Teoscar. The one side looks like he's not trying, he's not hustling. And then this side of him where, you know, he's got more power than most human beings on planet Earth. Just how easy the swing, it's effortless, the ball jumps off his bat, and he can go line to line. And, uh, you know, they, they said it exactly right about, you know, he needed a moment. And this was sort of the – maybe this is his, you know, his game that can carry him through the rest of the season. Let's be honest. They need him to do a little something. You know, maybe not carry the team. But when, you know, the situation arises, he needs to come and, and have better at-bats and use the entire field and sort of stay within himself and exactly do what he said, just try and put the ball in play. We asked the question on Blair and Barker today. I should say, full credit, you asked the question on Blair and Barker today about whether or not we've been guilty of not giving Jordan Romano enough credit. You asked it of Buck Martinez. Buck Martinez said that he thinks Jordan Romano could be another Dwayne Ward or another Tom Hankey, which Oof. if you're a Blue Jays fan uh, is, is, is high praise indeed. Tonight, four outs again. That is the fourth appearance of one inning plus this month for Jordan Romano. Now, this is a guy, it wasn't that long ago that we were wondering why the Jays seemed to want to stay away from him. There would be five, six-day gaps between him being used. We didn't know whether it was – I mean, when that happens, there's all sorts of things. We were told he was healthy, other than I think he had that bout. uh, He had a a bout of the flu or something. Um, We were told he was healthy. That wasn't the issue. Uh, He wasn't tipping pitches. Maybe he was working on something. But, I mean, Kevin, this is further to the point you made him Blair and Barker. He's given up one earned run in 25 outings at the Rogers Center this year. You know, tonight he had a four-to-one slider to fastball ratio, roughly. 
Uh, it's the 10th inning of the month, 11 strikeouts, three walks. He is, right now, one of the most dominant closers in baseball. Oh, and by the way, the velo's up. And I still don't... I guess it's something, if you haven't played baseball, you don't understand how the more work you get, the harder you throw. It seems as if that's the case with him. I think so. For for me, it's the confidence. You, you can tell he walks around the mound. It's his game. The game's over. He feels like coming into the game. Uh, Buck said something interesting. I think Dan maybe a, a said it too. It looked like team-wide the Blue Jays had lost their mojo. And whenever Jordan Romano comes in the game, it just seems like they get it back all of a sudden. Like he just seems mm. like he brings something out of the gate that I got this, the game's over. They need the ninth inning to be over, and I think finally, you know, I'm going to be the first guy. I know you won't do it, so I'm going to be the first guy to apologize to Jordan Romano for not giving oh, him enough, I, enough credit early too. in the season. I, and, I, so and that's, if you're listening, Jordan, I apologize. And and that's a question I want to ask callers, and the numbers are 416-870-0590, star 591 590 A couple of questions to pose for you, or to you. One... Do you think Teoscar Hernandez needs a good September to put him back in the picture for next year with the Blue Jays? We had people ask this question on Blair and Barker today on, on Barker's Back Lake Bits. Did they think or did we think that Teoscar was essentially playing his way out of a big contract with the Blue Jays next year? Well, we'll ask that question. Can he get, if he gets hot in September, can he do enough in September to change your mind about that? And the second question, further to Kevin's point about Jordan Romano, I want to hear from people who were all in on Jordan Romano from the get-go. I want you to tell me why. And I want to hear from people like us, like me, who were a little suspect, shall we say, and who spent a lot of time at the trade deadline, and my hand's in the air, spent a lot of time at the trade deadline saying the Jays need more swing and miss stuff at the back end of the bullpen, even going so far as to say, hey, if you can get somebody in here that can help close, can help Jordan out as a closer, maybe take some of the pressure off him, all of that stuff. Gregory Soto, I mean, all the names we were talking about, all the, the, the big bullpen arms that people were talking about and linking to the Blue Jays. Well, did we underestimate Jordan Romano? 416-870-0590, star 590. Went triple eight, triple six, zero five ninety. A couple of questions to mull over there. Kevin, uh, Kevin Gossman got the start tonight. Five hits, gave up two earned runs, nine strikeouts, one walk, six innings. Um, what did you make of Kevin Gossman? Well, this is the first time I've seen him use a split finger to both sides of the plate. He was able to do that. Danny would set up away to a righty. He'd throw the split finger. He'd throw, he, he would set it up in to a, to a righty. He'd throw the split finger. He could throw it down the middle, which is normally what he does. He relies on big part of the plate. You know, he's not going to walk anybody. He's going to come right after people and, and make you get, you know, make you put the ball in play. That was one thing. Then the little two-seamer. You know, the last couple of starts, I've been wondering what the 91, 92, 93, we saw a little uptick mm-hmm. in the velocity in the two-seamer tonight. Yeah, I guess it's a two-seamer. Maybe he's gripping it a little bit different. Looks to me like, you know, he, he's not rearing back and letting it eat like he will his 97 because we saw some 97s when he needed he it. He could go to it. But for me, it's, you know, he's adding that little nice movement to the 92, 93 mile-an-hour two-seamer and then the elevated four-seamer. Whenever he can do that and and make the tunnel on the split finger a little longer that keeps it in the strike zone to where you can't, 
lay off it. That, that's the one thing. Even even the Cubbies, you know, who don't have the greatest of hitters, can see it out of the hand, and you see it down, you let it go. You see it up, you let it fly. Like it's not an it's not a hard approach against him. But all of a sudden, he's made that adjustment where he'll throw fastballs, he'll tunnel that off the split finger, which is harder to pick it up, you know. And it's it's enough velocity that you have to respect that. So you're cheating to get that. You open up the front side, and now he can throw the split finger. You know, sort of the slider the last couple of starts haven't been there. He gave up a home run to Contreras on the on the hanging, you know, cement mix and slider oh, oh, but And then he threw the fastball down the middle to, to give up the other home run. He was good enough. That's sort of the theme here with all these starters, that they're good enough to give their team a chance to win. I think this time of the year, Jeff, that's all you can ask for. Yeah, he also hit at least according to the TV gun or to the gun that was on TV. He also hit 98 in the yeah. fifth inning in that pitch to Higgins, which we, I, I don't think – I mean, I, I, he may have, but I, he's, we ha, we certainly haven't seen an awful lot of 98 mile per hour from Kevin Gossman. And, you know, and look, we, we, I mean, we talked about this. Kevin Gossman's last month wasn't very good last year. And it's something that we, I wouldn't say we red flagged, but it's something we were aware of. It's something I think most educated Jays fans are aware of. It's something people are going to keep an eye on. Now, you know, we thought, we think, we've been told that the problem last year had to do a little bit with pitch tipping. Uh, down the stretch or mechanical issues, that seems fair enough. But uh, you certainly didn't see any – you don't get any sense that as Kevin Gossman slips into September here, there's been any decrease in his effectiveness. You, you know you know what's funny is when Alec Manoa went to the All-Star game and talked to Justin Verlander and, and it was saying you don't have to use it early in games. You save it for when you do need it. And it's just funny now all of a sudden you're seeing Kevin Gossman doing the exact same thing late in the season. It's, it's more about going deeper than games than it is punching a bunch of people out. And obviously he had some punch outs tonight. But the, mm-hmm. the theme is, you know, you want to get quick contact. You want to get quick outs so you can go deeper in games. And it just seems like they're having conversations and that's what they're going out there trying to do all right 416-870-0590 star 591 triple a triple six zero five ninety if you're driving back from the game give us a call chris in toronto you want to talk about jordan romano and i think you and i both are in the same page here chris i'm i'm getting the sense that you're putting your hand up in the air right now maybe we should all put our hand up in the air right now and swear that we will never second guess Jordan Romano again. Nope. Are we are we are we comfy doing that, Chris? Oh, Mr. Blair, you are dead on, sir. Dead on. I I'm at every game like you are, and I thought it was just a great light show and a hometown boy. We'll give him an applause. We'll put him in every once in a while. But I think that not at the All Star game. He came back and he's a different pitcher. He's mm-hmm. a completely different coming in in the eighth inning, and then he's still able to catch the save at the end. This, this this guy's he's great he's great I, I feel really terrible for everything I ever besmirched about <laughs> well I agree I appreciate the call Chris don't worry I'm sure Jordan Jordan's a forgiving guy believe me yeah, I mean yeah, you gotta be you, all right you, you gotta you gotta have a short memory to be a closer you gotta be a forgiving guy when you're a closer and um but look I mean, I mean Kevin it's true we're still I I think we're just sort of naturally suspicious anytime somebody comes out of nowhere and Jordan Romano's story is you know this isn't a guy who was guaranteed to be a success it's a rule five guys you know the jays luck the jays are lucky frankly that they got him back and yeah I, you know chris may have a point you go to an all-star game and yeah i i remember buck martinez talking about this when buck managed team usa at the world baseball classic one year and he talked about the impact 
of a young guy joining Team USA, going into the clubhouse, and there's Derek Jeter. And and now you're a teammate of Derek Jeter's. You're sitting beside Derek Jeter. You're talking to Derek. I'm just using Derek Jeter as an example. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think there's still, because I've been in all-star locker rooms, and I've seen players react. I mean, I saw, tell you what, one of my favorite, I, I saw Marcus Marquise Grissom on the field at an all-star game meet Willie Mays. And that was like, that was, and you know Marquise, Mm -hmm. that was, stuff like that matters, man. When you kind of get some recognition and your peers know who you are, I think that probably does matter, especially to guys come from nowhere. I just mentioned Alec Manoa talking to Verlander, you know, picking yeah. his brain and seeing how he can make himself better. I'm sure Jordan Romano did the exact same thing. When you go there, you see guys who have done it at the highest level. How are you getting it done? What's your routine? What is something that you think I can do to make myself better? I just know he's throwing harder. You know, a lot of the times he he loves the slider like he did tonight. You wonder why he threw as many sliders as he did tonight. But – it's it's performance driven now, and that's all it's about. It's not about yes, it anything. Is. It's not about anything else. If I have to throw fifteen sliders out of eighteen pitches, I'll do it because it's that's what I how I'm feeling tonight. I don't feel good with my fastball. I'm guessing. I mean, if you feel great with it, you're probably going to throw it more. I just again, I, I'm getting back to that. A couple of months ago, you scratch your head. You're a little worried about when he comes in the game. Now all of a sudden, you know, you see the light show, and all your buddies are dancing and they're bobbing, and you, you know, you see George Springer over there, and he's doing the dance, which you can't wait till Jordan Romano gets in the game. It's a, it's sort of a breath of fresh air that we got it. All of a sudden, now the game's over because we found her closer. Yeah, and I really like the fact too that as as. Buck and Dan both said, and, and and I know Ben mentioned it as well on the broadcast. He is going to Pete Walker and to John Schneider and saying, I'm, I'm good if you need two tonight. I'm, sure. I'm good for more than just one inning. He's making his case. And, Kevin, you know as well as I do because you played the game. One of the things that a player or a pitcher, that there is a moment when you become so confident that you are willing to state your case to the manager or the pitching coach. That, to me, is the ultimate sign of confidence. If I'm confident enough that I can go up, because nobody likes to be made a fool. If I'm confident enough that I can go up to you and say, hey, I'm ready, like, mm-hmm. let me do this, and then deliver, I mean, what's not like? What, what's not to like? It's it's obviously working. I mean, you look at Simber, his stuff's gotten a little bit better. You look at Garcia, his stuff's gotten a lot better with the velocity. You look Jordan Romano, he's throwing harder. You know, Anthony Bass now with the slider. You know, he's getting that from another team, but it just looks like that's much better. So. All the things that go into being a really good bullpen and having a good coaching staff who is buying into this is what's going to work and and yeah. this will help me if you allow me to do it. It's it seems to be working. I asked the question about Teoscar Hernandez, Scott from Alora weighing in in the text line, and the question I asked was if Teoscar goes on a, goes in a heater this September, do we have to rethink? Because I think most most Blue Jays fans are looking at this right now and saying that. With all due respect to Teoscar, lovely man and everything, I don't think there are too many Blue Jays fans that would be on board with giving him a multi-year contract, right? But the question I'm asking is, all right, a hot September from Teoscar Hernandez. Could that change your mind, Scott, from Alora? I don't trust Teo anymore. If he gets the big contract, what's to to keep him on the ball? 
Playing well in September doesn't cut it for me. Chapman plays hard every game, every play. Teo kind of comes and goes. Would you really give a guy who sort of tries some of the time a big contract? I wouldn't. I'd rather he plays great in September and then trade him. Can't argue that. Scott sums it up perfectly. George and Portover, yet another uh, another Romano convert. Or were you there from the get go? Yeah, I'm there from the get go. The guy's uh, wow. the guy's been incredible. But you know what? Like you think about it, in 19 and 20, the the guy played barely uh, like 30 games, not even or 30 mm-hmm. innings. And and now he's cranked it right up to where he's you know full time reliever. He's he's developing into a legend. He's gonna be. It's just gonna take time, and he's gonna have ups and downs. To, no different than any other player. So really proud of him. Nice. Do you think when he has his downs, George? Do you have faith in Jimmy Garcia? Or I, I mean, I guess Jimmy Garcia would be the the main guy. Anthony Bass. Because you're right, he's gonna have his downs. Now hopefully it'll be once. Once or twice, right? When we talk yeah, about downs, we're talking about a blown save or a game where it doesn't go that well, and that's fine. Uh, if he if he goes south for a week, it's going to be going to make a difference. But do you think they have enough in the bullpen now that they could ride out? Let's say uh, a, a little bit of a glitch here. I think they're building. I mean, they seem to be finding the pieces. These guys keep you know keep coming in hot. You know, when they're being called eighth inning, you know, seven and a half, whatever it takes. And it's it's impressive. It's impressive to see the you know how this has developed over this year alone. And uh, you know this could be a long term thing. And uh, mm-hmm. very exciting. Yeah, George, I appreciate the call. I'll tell you what, George is right, it's man. If call. if if this is Jordan Romano going forward, that's found money. That's like that's like looking in the seat cushions, the cushions of your couch and finding a hundred dollar bill. No, no I mean, question. It really is. Me, me and you've been talking on our show for forever about uh, whoever the manager is. He, needs no-brainers, and they haven't had no-brainers. And all of a sudden, they got one in the ninth inning, and with Jimmy Garcia starting to throw harder and the breaking ball breaking more, now you got the eighth inning taken care of. Now, all of a sudden, all you have to worry about, if your starter only goes, say, five and a third, you're only worrying about two and a third there. So you're, you know, you're making it a little easier just to get it and bridge it to the eighth and ninth inning. It just makes your team better, and it makes your manager look like a genius. Robert in Kelowna, BC. Your confidence in Jordan Romano has gone up, but you got a you you got a specific moment when your uh, confidence more, went up in him, don't you? Yeah, more or less. It was like when John Schneider took over, and one of his first usages after that, uh, he was coming in for a four-out save. Uh, I remember bemoaning the bullpen in the early season and thinking, "Oh well, they, our closer soft. He can't come in and, with runners on base, and he can't come in for a four-out save when needed." And that's because Charlie didn't use him like that. Or if he did, it didn't work once, and he never did it again. I don't know. You guys watch probably more games than me and on less pain medication. But I see a <laughs> bit of a change. I see a bit of a change since John Schneider took over. Yeah, yeah I'm with I you. think you're right, Robert. Thanks, thanks for the call, man. Listen, um, I don't know about the pain medication. I think there are days, believe me, Robert, where I could match you with pain medication. But anyhow, um, I, yeah, that that. Look, it's pretty clear that John Schneider's a more aggressive guy and manages a more aggressive game than Charlie Montoya does. John Schneider, I think, forces the issue a little more. Um, sure. And, and, you know, I I just think that you, you made a point, Kevin, about Charlie Montoya, and this, this is not to criticize Charlie Montoya necessarily because a lot of managers are like this, but you made the point about him earlier in the year that you thought Charlie was a real confidence guy. And no question. Explain that. Compare that to John Schneider for me, if you well, could. Well, you know, we we got to be careful about you know 
comparing the two managers because That's of, true. of what, they're different uh, men well, and they're uh, yeah yeah and when they when they've been managing because John Snyder's managing at, at the end of the year when these guys are raring and ready to go and you know everybody's sort of lined up and physically and you know just mentally prepared to do their job and and sort of beginning of the year you're trying to fill everybody out you're trying to get themselves in a routine and the managerial thing I, it's just you saw occasionally that that Petey would have to, that's Pete Walker the pitching coach would have to get a couple of guys up in big situations and Charlie would have to pick the one that he's more confidence has more confidence in and I don't think you see as much of that in John it's hmm. more of you're relying a lot on Petey. How does that guy you're feel? You're up, you're in. How, With John no, Schneider, you're up, you're in. No question. It's, I mean, occasionally you'll see a guy getting loose, and just because it's a big situation, you're trying to match up. But for the most part, it is a conversation of when, you know, the inning's rolling around, you're thinking about this guy matches up against these three hitters. This is the guy we're throwing in. We're not going to overthink it. And, again, this gets back to what part of the season you're trying to manage. Managing the end of the season is different than managing the beginning of the season. That's why I think we got to be real careful about trying to say, you know, Charlie did this, Charlie didn't do that. It's, you know, John Snyder said a bunch of times that it is go time. There ain't no Mm -hmm. more messing around. We're going to use our dudes as much as we have to use them. Beginning of the year, you're not going to do that. So I don't think it's fair for us to come on here and say things like that. But you can tell John has – more importantly, I think the players respect John enough to know that whenever he calls their name, no matter what the situation is, they're going to be raring and ready to go. 416-870-0590, star 591, 888-666-590, is a text line. The Blue Jays beat the Cubbies 5-3. They beat Marcus Stroman today. Marcus Stroman, not the pitcher. A record, actually, but uh, he did start the game for the Cubs. The Jays will go for the sweep tomorrow with Mitch White on the mound. First pitch is at 7.07. Hold the line, folks. We'll get to you. We'll take a break and come back with more. It's Blue Jays Talk on Sportsnet 590, the fan of the Sportsnet Radio Network. I saw a good approach, you know, a couple sliders there um, in his last at bat, and then a heater that. You know, if he's hitting the ball that way in the air, that's a really good sign. And, you know, it, it gives us a two-run cushion as opposed to a one-run. You know, we were a little bit light in the pen with a couple guys being down. So, at that point, you just kind of take a little bit of a deep breath and feel better with that with that cushion. Um, you know, so if he can kind of do that, you know, three hits and, you know, the RBI single as well. If he can do that, that's he's game-changer. John Schneider talking about Vladdy Jr.'s home run. Tonight, his 99th career home run, his first in 10 games, Kevin Parker. A little bit of padding for the Jays en route to a 5-3 win over the Chicago Cubs. And now the Bet365 standings update. Just download the app and see for yourself why Bet365 is the world's favorite sports book. 19-plus play responsibly, Ontario only. An awful lot going on in and around the Blue Jays and their position of the wildcard standings tonight. Cleveland Guardians have beaten the Baltimore Orioles 5-1, certainly doing the Jays a solid there. Tampa Bay beating the Miami Marlins 7-2. The Mariners are currently leading. Kansas City beat the Chicago White Sox 8-4. Minnesota beat Boston 8-5. And the Yankees and Angels, they've got a late start. It is 4-2 for the Yankees. So as we check out the wild card standings for Bet365, Tampa Bay, they are atop the wild card race. They're 71 and 57. Seattle, 71 and 58. They're half a game back. Toronto holds down the final wild card spot. They're three games in front of the Baltimore Orioles, three games ahead 
of the Orioles in the loss column. The Jays and Seattle, both with 58 losses. Tampa Bay with 57 losses. So, Kevin, as I said, I, I guess I think I, I think the point because we're gonna now that we're getting into September, we're gonna really start looking at the standings even more. But I, fr- from my point of view, there's only one thing I'm looking at, and that is separation between the Jays and the Orioles. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it'd be great if they got if they got a home game. It'd be great if they got home field advantage in one of these games. Right sure. now, that'll take care of itself. I think if you get separation between yourself and the Orioles, chances are pretty good. You know, if you take care of business against Tampa, for example, chances are pretty good you might be able to squeeze that home field advantage. But right now, to me, it's all about. And, and, and I think Dan Schulman said this yesterday on Blair and Barker, Kevin. It's all about making sure that those final three games yeah. don't mean anything. That's what it's all about. This is a good part of the schedule. We've been talking about this. There's soft parts of the schedule. And when you face teams to add a little separation, the teams that are trying to follow you and, and take your spot, they got to play a complete game. It, they played a complete game tonight. Like, they didn't beat themselves. They didn't do bonehead things. You do that, you give the superstars on your team a chance to do something special. And John talked about it. He talked about Vladimir Guerrero Jr. going the other way, getting the ball in the air, which has been a you know an issue for him the last couple of games. And then Teoscar stepping up and doing something that Te- only Teoscar can do, go the other way nice and easy with an effortless swing. So, yeah, it's this is sort of the part of the schedule where you try and, you know, get it down and get it singing, so to speak. So apparently, Hazel May reporting that uh, Vladdy Jr. was using Javi Baez's bat yeah. tonight. Javi Baez is, well, is Jose Barrios's brother-in-law. Um, and Jose well, you know Barrios... The- we- Sure. Well, you know, the first time I heard that, that, that Javi is sure not, you know, getting any hits with that thing. So he, there's a lot of hits in those bats. So I would take all of those. <laughs> so say, maybe yeah. I, yeah. So maybe hopefully some of those, some of those hits are in that bat. And as you long know, as he doesn't give you those, as long as he doesn't give you those bats with holes in it, though, like that, swing that, and miss bats, you absolutely. don't want those bats. Well, that tells you how you know funny baseball is. You know, it's just one of those things where I can't do it with my bat. Give me somebody else's, and I can walk up, and it's you know, it's like a magic wand, Jeff. It's, I just the ball jumps off it, and I don't even feel it hitting it. I'm hoping that's the case because one of the, the things about <laughs> Vladdy Sr. was, and F.P. Santangelo would sure. talk about this, Vladdy Sr. Would, would literally grab a bat out of the bat rack and go up and use it. And he'd grab, he'd, he'd grab F.P. Santangelo's bat, tap him in the back, wink at him and show him the bat, then go up and get a hit. <laughs> there were just days where he felt like doing that. Sure. There, and, and um, yeah, I mean, it's one, it's, one of those, it's, 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 it's one of those baseball things. I mean, I'm sure a lot of times, guys... I don't know, Kevin, you played. If you found somebody else's bat, and I know it's the minor league, so it's different because you guys got to pay for your own bats. But uh, if you – would you like – fiddle around with someone else's back i kind of like that i might i might take it out in the game or yeah, dep- yeah it depends on how nice that person is to you and how much he likes you and if he's if he's raking he's definitely not going to give you his bets because he's raking and he don't want to you know give away his hits because it's all about trying to get the big leagues and make as much money as you possibly can and that's why you get him looking over there jeff and then you just take it and run away with it and go up the hit with it <laughs> Now, you hit a lot of bombs in the minors. Did you have guys asking to use your bats? Absolutely, and I never would let them because I was always trying to get to the big leagues. And you got to pay for those bats Absolutely. in the minors. They're not cheap. They're like 65 bucks a pop or something. That's a it's lot crazy. of Jimmy John's. That's, that's, at least two, lot. that's at least three trips to Jimmy John's, I think. That is, that is a lot of dough, yes. Santiago and Toronto. 
You're on Blue Jays Hello? Talk. You want to talk about Teoscar. Hey, Santiago, thanks for your patience. What's up, man? Uh, hi, I think Teoscar uh, Hernandez's performance today was real game changer, especially coming off that foot injury. You know, the go-ahead home run, the terrific catch down the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if he can continue this form, it really helps his team, especially going into the playoff run, and he really makes this lineup a lot longer. And he can be the difference. I think him and Tapia is the difference from this team having World Series aspirations to maybe being in and out during the wildcard series. Santiago, I, I appreciate the call. You know, I, I wondered this, Kevin, because you, Teoscar's one of those guys that and every, everybody talks about how this team is, you know, very expressive and all that. But Teoscar Hernandez is one of those guys who doesn't, doesn't hide his feelings. You can tell when he's scuffling. Mm-hmm. You can tell when he's not feeling good. You just can't, and that's not necessarily negative. We're all human beings, and people are, are wired. People are wired differently. But I really did get the sense this weekend that, that, that it was wearing on him. And, you know, the foot injury, I mean, you know what? Dog days of August, it's stinking hot. Your foot, it doesn't feel good. You're scuffling. Yeah, there's a reason they call it the dog days. Sure. It's, well, it sounds like you're trying to make excuses for him, not running. I'm not trying to make excuses. For, well, that's what it sounds I'm, like. I'm not trying to make it. But what I'm saying, though, is I can kind of – I'll give guys a mulligan every now and then, but I, in, in Teoscar's case, in Teoscar's case, I, I, I wasn't ready to do that necessarily because it seemed to be something deeper. You know, just by his – he has – when he's scuffling, it looks like it's the end of the world for him. It just I mean, does. Ten, 10 for 55 with 25 punches will do that to you. Like, that'll make you in a bad mood and, and not be very nice. And, you know, again, it, it, this team has expectations. They all want to pull on the rope the same direction. And when you got a guy occasionally who looks like baseball IQ, and, and you know, I hate to say it because I, I don't like saying that a guy's not trying, but it looks that way sometimes. And when mm. you've got a guy that looks that way, you know, that has the talent that Teoscar has. Teoscar has unbelievable talent. Like it just again. Look at how easy that swing was, and look how far the ball went. Like most people just can't do things like that, and this is what they consistently are trying to get from him. Just play like that every single day, and if mm. you do, because you have tremendous talent, good things are probably going to happen. John in Toronto, you want to look back at that Angel series? You think maybe it was a good thing that the Jays lost those three games in a row? Yeah, I do actually. I think. Uh, they can't take any other team, no matter how low they are in the standings, uh, too lightly. There's no givens, you know, in uh, any sport today. you got to try each game you're out there playing. And another thing, uh, you can't be too serious some days either. you got to be uh, sort of relaxed but focused at the same time. When you're out there, doesn't matter what sport, even if it's a contact you relax but focus. When it's time to do uh, what you have to do, you've paid attention and you do it. You don't, uh, you know, think about what's for dinner later or whatever. Mm. You know. Right, thanks for yeah. No, listen. Th- thanks for the call. It uh, look, the Jays are in a run of games where they're playing teams that are under 500. They're playing teams that aren't going to be in the playoffs. Maybe Kevin. Maybe. Seeing a team that isn't going to be in the playoffs, frankly, embarrass them at home in front of the 1992 World Series champions with sellout crowds. Maybe it gets you thinking. 
if you're the Blue Jays. Maybe you look ahead to the Chicago Cubs and you go, yeah, and the Texas Rangers and 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 the Pittsburgh Pirates. You got the Pirates coming up. Maybe you look ahead and you go, you know what? Yeah, maybe we want to, you know, maybe we want to just let's, let's let's pretend let's pretend they're wearing Red Sox uniforms because they beat the <laughs> hell out of the Red Sox. Just pretend they're all Red Sox uniforms. Just pretend they're wearing Red Sox uniforms and go out there. Just go out and try and do your job the best of your ability. If you do that, everything else will fall in place. That's Just leave everything on the field every single day. Nelson from Toronto, I love this question. Quick question for Barker. If the last three games of the season don't mean anything, is it possible to pick Kikuchi two out of the last three games? <laughs> now, I would think three out of three. <laughs> but this is why I wanted to mention 27 innings. You say 27 Kikuchi. Innings. Stay hot. <laughs> And you're pitching all 27. Every single inning. The only person coming in to relieve you is Jackie Bradley Jr. So, or maybe Bradley Zimmer. So you're there out there is. for 20. You're JBJ, out there for they may need. The, the reason I mentioned that is uh, you know, Buck and Dan made a point today that John Schneider before the game did, and, and I was not at his, his media availability, but it sounds as if he did open the door to the possibility of them trying to finagle something with the rotation to maximize the matchups against Tampa and Baltimore. Because let, let, let's be – I mean, that's the season right now. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you win the majority of games against the Baltimore Orioles, you're probably going to keep them out of the playoffs. If you win the majority of the games you have left against Tampa Bay, you've got a good chance of being a home field team. If you just, you know, maybe play – I mean, that to me is what the season has come down to now. And if you're the Blue Jays, maybe you want to look ahead. You know, maybe you want to look There's ahead no and try to figure out, do we want Gossman versus these guys or – or, uh, you know, I mean, I'll tell you what, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I guess maybe you have a bullpen day. I mean, there are a lot of things you can do, but I, man, I got to make sure that I got my guys going in those big games. I, I need to take to leverage every little inch I can find. Here. Well, you got four guys that you want to maximize those four guys in your starting rotation as much as possible against the best teams. So you mm-hmm. can, again, you, you, you can leave nothing to chance. Like if, if they don't make the playoffs, it's not because we didn't line everybody up. We didn't give our yep. best guys a chance to beat that team. So it gives us the best chance to make the playoffs. And they're going to do exactly that. Like they got a smart organization. You know, they got smart people running this team. The pitching coach is very smart. The manager seems to have, have everything in line again play a complete game you know getting Teoscar hot maybe Vladdy this sparks Vladdy and gives him a little bit more confidence and to get the ball in the air and be a little bit more on time with the front foot and be able to get the ball out and you know barrel out in front so if they hit enough if the starting pitching is good enough they have enough talent to win most of those games by the way in Anaheim guess who just hit a three-run home run oh don't say did he really Number 51, Aaron wow, Judge. Man, Who did you is, think I was going to say? Because I, so I was hoping you'd go there because I, you know, could go any way now. I got Trevor Benatendi out there. Could have been Andrew anybody. Benatendi. No, no, it's not going to be Andrew 50, Benatendi. Jeff, just say that. 51 homers. 51. Man, that's a lot of homers. Kevo, what does he finish with this year? Give me a guess. That's a great question. Well, I, let's be honest with you. If you're a contending team, why would you ever pitch to him? Walk him every single time. Make somebody else beat you other than Aaron Judge. So I'll I'll say I'll say he finishes with sixty. He won't nice hit any more than sixty. Nice yeah, round yeah. number. Yeah, I got another number in mind. You think so? I think he's gonna crush it. You're begging. I think he's gonna crush it. <laughs> You're begging. Well, they didn't crush the Chicago Cubs, but the Blue Jays did beat them five. A win's a win.
A win is a win. They'll go for the sweep tomorrow. A reminder that Blair and Barker's on tomorrow from 10 to noon Eastern on Sportsnet 590, the fan Sportsnet 360, the Sportsnet Radio Network. As always, thanks for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, served up by the always game-ready Jack Link's Meat Snacks. Feed your wild side. Baseball fans. <laughs>